You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 55. Today on the show, we're joined by Emily Gallagher, and Emily is one hell of an inspiring woman. She is a TEDx speaker, a connector, a biz strategist, a coach, a speaker, an experienced creator, and an obsessive collaborator. She is an all-round beautiful entrepreneur. She actually lives in LA, but she's currently quarantining and self-isolating in New Zealand, her home country. And M, in our episode, this episode, we talk about lots of juicy things in relevance of how we're feeling today in these very uncertain times. So we talk about her oh, obsession with exercise and binge eating in the past and how that's affected her menstrual cycle. We delve into how to become more connected with your menstrual cycle and the ways that she did that after not really getting a period for like three years. Ladies, you need to hear this. We also talk about avoiding burnout and switching to living in flow, like being connected with your menstrual cycle. We embrace and discuss letting go of your addiction with to to certainty, getting embodied, softening into life and staying in your own lane. We delve into navigating your way through uncertain times with ease. We chat on embodiment, the power of relationships right now and how to build up your self-worth. We talked about lots, as you can see, but let's jump into the episode now so you can get your ears around this. Don't forget to take a photo, share on social media, tag us both in, because if you know a woman in your life that needs to hear this right now, share it so that they can feel inspired and know how to connect with their own self-worth. Let's get into it. Em, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you join us all the way across the ditch from New Zealand. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. Like I said, the makeup was put on. This is like the big event of my quarantine day is <laughs> putting on makeup and doing this podcast. <laughs> One time you might, you might wear makeup whilst, whilst in quarantine. Um, yeah. But thank you so much for making the time to join us. Let's, before we jump into it, because we've got some really cool topics to discuss today, tell us what day of your cycle you're on today and what are you checking in with? Yeah. So I actually just had to check my little flow app. I know that my, my cycle is, my period is due in seven days, but I'm on day 20. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> How long, and yeah, what are you checking in with today? What am I checking in with today? I actually had a really great call with my friend this morning and he just kind of got me re-riled up into like my flow and like inspiration and like what I'm kind of wanting to create. And I sort of feel like I'm just rechecking in with being inspired because I've been feeling a little flat and a little uninspired and a little unmotivated. So today I'm just kind of rechecking in with like, oh, what's turning me on like creatively and, you know, intuitively and excited. Like, what am I getting excited by? So I'm just like checking with that today. Beautiful. And I don't know about everyone else listening to this, but I know I've been feeling a bit more. And we spoke about this before we hit the record button about mm-hmm. in general, so many people around the world are kind of feeling just kind of flat. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, before we jump into that, for all the listeners who have never heard of you before, mm-hmm. and tell them a little bit about what it is that you do and like what a, being a conscious boss is, which is what you're currently known for and right. is there anything else you've got going on. 
Yeah, it's always such a big question to figure out how to answer. But um, so I have a business called Conscious Boss. I've had that for about five and a half years. Um, I originally started that by doing events um, for women in business to bring speakers together and kind of build community. So I'm really big on community and collaboration relationships. Um, and that's kind of where my business started in 2015. Um, and since then, I've traveled the world. I actually live in LA, but I'm back in New Zealand for um, quarantine. Um, and so I've been working with female entrepreneurs, helping them build their businesses and scale their businesses for the last um, five years, really. Um, and the end of last year, beginning of this year, I just really felt like I was feeling called to not even called into something else, but I was starting to not have that same inspiration for that in the same capacity that it was. So I'm kind of in the process of a pivot right now, um, really exploring what's turning me on, what's lighting me up. You know, a conscious boss is really someone who is from a business and entrepreneurial standpoint, it's someone who, you know, for me, impact and service has always been a really big part of what I care about. I started a nonprofit with a few of my friends last year. We worked in the prison system. We produced a movie and we, we choose an initiative every year. Um, so that's always been a really big thing for me. And for business, I've always thought that business should be about something other than just ourselves. So other than just profit, other than just our products, like how are we making a difference? What are we really feeling called to make a difference in, about, um, with? And so that's kind of what it is on that side. And But also being a conscious boss as like just an individual is really about being conscious, being aware, doing the work, you know, being self-aware, looking at your life, finding out what you're passionate about, finding out, like listening to, you know, I have a podcast called Answer the Call. It's like, what is showing up in your life and what are you being asked to dive into? What are you being asked to build, create? Who are you being asked to become? So it's really about living your life and being in charge and in ownership of your life and living it in a way that's really in alignment for you. So I'm in that very much transition of all of that right now to really figure out what am I really aligned with? What am I wanting to create? What am I wanting to birth in the world next? And, you know, I'm a huge believer in obviously because I'm in it right now, we always have the opportunity to pivot and I'm someone who if I'm not aligned, it doesn't even work. Like I can't really even show up in that thing anymore. I really have to have that passion and that alignment um, in order to really move something forward. So that's kind of, kind of what I'm in right now. Um, I still love business and I still love working with women in business. It's just kind of morphing and changing and looking a little bit of a different way. Mm, I love that. And now I want to ask you so many questions around yeah. that because you said that like, what am I wanting to birth right now in a pivotal kind of um, changing moment? But I feel globally, it's not just the earth planes, like the nature plane that's having a pivotal change, but I feel a lot of people are feeling like they're going through a mini earthquake, despite the fact there actually has been earthquakes going on around the right. world, yeah. which is unsteadiness, which is shaking the boat. Mm. And we're all being made to look at like, hang on a second, what's actually going on here? And mm. is this a pivotal point of change for me? Mm. So it's yeah. really beautiful to see that even well-established people who have got such a strong passion already for what they do mm. is that you're, I always say, Em, that you're not a tree. Mm. Mm. Um, which is really, really fantastic. But before we jump into that, I would love to touch base with you on your experience as a woman in business, because I know that there is a lot of women out there who look at people online and like, oh, wow, this person looks great. I'm sure she's never had any challenges. <laughs> but I know earlier you mentioned a few things you've been experienced, you've experienced in your own menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. I'd love you to share about how, what you've noticed through your own menstrual cycle experience 
as a woman, but then how has that connected you with your business and helping that grow and expand, but also mm-hmm. impacted it as well? Yeah, it's, um, it's funny. I feel like a few years ago, probably about, probably actually when I finally got my period back. So as I was sharing with you before we start rec- started recording, I spent about 15 years, maybe even longer, 18 years in like severe dysfunctional disordered eating and exercise behaviors. So I was obsessed with exercise. I was obsessed with being skinny. I would binge and restrict and just continue that cycle for so long and didn't realize that not having a period for like a year at a time was something that my body was saying, something's not working. <laughs> Um, and so it was actually like two years ago when I finally decided to do the work and, and restore that side of my life and my body and my health and come at it from a more holistic point of view. And I finally got my, my, my cycle back and I got it, you know, every single day for two, like, uh, sorry, not every single day, every single month, you know, when it was due and I gained so much more reverence for my cycle because I really wasn't connected to it at all before that. Cause I was such a Capricorn head focused, get it done, go, 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 do, do, do create, 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 which works really well in a business, you know, standpoint, because very goal focused, very results driven, very go and get it done. Um, and would never adjust my lifestyle based off of my cycle. Like it was Mm -hmm. pretty much irrelevant to me. Um, whereas now, like even just my last cycle, I remember I literally took the, I I got it at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And then I just literally was like, okay, I had a bath. I pulled cards. I had candles on. Cause I was like, I feel like the more in touch you get, the more, like, I was like, my body is like, I'm not doing anything today, by the way, you know, and because I'm more connected to it. Mm. So I think like from a business standpoint, it's, it's again, it's really and a personal transition that I've had has been moving out of that do, 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 go, 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 no off switch. If I'm stopping, I'm going backwards. That was very much my mentality. So, and moving a lot more into this flow based way of doing things, a lot more yin, a lot more feminine, a lot more flow, a lot more rest, and just a lot more like being tuned in with the body. I think that um, if we don't do that, like, you know, the things that make us magical as women make us magical in business too. So it's not that we have to switch off being a woman to go and be, do business, right? It's like, there's, I think there's a quote or maybe it's just something that I've heard someone say, which I think is also known as a quote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the same thing. Um, but it's like, you know, we're not going to succeed trying to be women versions of men, right? We need to be... Mm, I love what, that, yes. Yeah, you know, we need to be more focused on what makes us magical and special, not just as women, but also as women in business. So that mm. who we are is what makes us good at business and and of course there's things that we need to refine and being someone who's worked with a lot of women in business um you know things like owning our value things like asking for what we're worth charging good prices like all of those kinds of things asking for the opportunity like things like that are edges they're kind of the shadow side of the feminine that we do need to work on when it comes Mm -hmm. to being in business but i think also just really knowing that like the things that make us magical as women still make us magical as women in business um you know and there's the biggest transfer of wealth um happening towards women we have more positions of power when we are in you know something that i really care about too is supporting women to get economic power and wealth because when we do that we are the ones that change the world so i think it's really just learning to accept those parts of ourselves more. I used to think that was wrong to take risks and wrong to take breaks and, mm. and, you know, not successful if I didn't go out and do the thing. And now I'm a lot more intuitive. I'm a lot more able to see 
what's actually showing up that's in flow instead of what am I trying to say I want to do and then trying to force my way into that. Um, and so I think it really actually allows us to step into our purpose so much more because we're working with what's there mm-hmm. instead of imposing our masculine kind of will on what we think should happen. I just want to say a ho because I honor <laughs> everything you've just said. I was much the same. And I know, like, I, I want to say thank you for normalizing the fact that many women do this. Many women live into that 24 hour cycle of hang on a second. If I need to achieve, I need to achieve like a ma- a male achieves. And this is not to be sexist. It's just to say, that the way that men and women do things is very different Mm. and it's important to recognize the differences and then honor that it's okay to be like that. Mm. And I know that for me, I had to go through a catalyst to kind of understand that similar to yourself Mm -hmm. and a lot of women kind of get to that burnout stage. But um, when you were saying that you, you know, you pretty much didn't get a cycle for you know, what is it like, what was it like three years you mentioned? It was like a a full year without one, but it was like throughout, you know, over 15 years of having a cycle, it was very erratic. And I would have long periods of time where I didn't get one. (sighs) My heart just goes out to everyone that feels like that right now. So what would you say to the women who are listening to this that actually don't feel connected to their cycles? They're like, God, everything I'm saying, like, excuse the language, but fuck, I want that. Like, I want to feel in flow. How do I get that? What would you say to them? feel like unconnected to their side their cycles yeah i think it's it's interesting as well even like like like, you know the use of the word flow right that Mm. we that that our flow when we have our cycle and then also to be in flow in life like is like the best feeling that there literally is like when you feel like you're in flow and things are moving and it's ease and it's grace and it's like in flow it's such a signal that things are right you know it's like such this is oh yeah this is how things should be and i think it's the same thing with our cycle and again I was coming at life from such a masculine point of view and everything was head right I was super disconnected from my body 100% like it's the same thing with like being an intuitive eater or anything like I I never listened to my body to tell me what I wanted to do exercise wise it all came from here I need to do this workout because this is make me skinny because I ate that yesterday and I ate that and I need to eat this because this is what will make me skinny or this is whatever it was all here there was no what does my body want what do I feel like eating how does it feel like moving what is it feeling like there was such a disconnection um and so I think it's also you know and a lot of us are in that space in the disconnection from our body because we're so much societal messaging and so much of like these standards and so much story about who mm. we should be how we should be how we so should so much be. distraction too yeah so mm. much distraction and you know getting connected to like I've done a lot of work to actually like get embodied and it's crazy that we have to actually do that and rebuild that connection so if, if for anyone who's not feeling connected to this cycle I think it's you know it's even looking at like taking being connected to your cycle as, as a symbol of being connected to your body even, because it's like, someone might not be like, Oh, what does it mean to be connected to my cycle? But, and obviously you're this, you know, I don't know a lot about the, the flow and all the things I said for like ovulation, you should feel really productive and you should rest when you're on your cycle, you know, like, and I'm super curious more and more and more about it. Cause I think mm. there's so much to it. Um, but I think it's also just like a signal that like you're really connected and you're being, you're being able to be tuned in. And you, it's, it's essentially when we're disconnected from our body and we're disconnected from our cycle and we're disconnected from just all of that in general, we're literally missing 
Like we're like going off to work with this toolkit with all these tools missing. Like there's so much more that we could be using and leveraging that we're literally not. Mm -hmm. Like I was all head. And now all of a sudden I've got all these extra things and these tools and these ways that I can communicate with life and become successful that I wasn't using before. So Mm -hmm. for me, my entry point, because I think everyone has different entry points. My entry point was like my dysfunctional relationship with my body. And through that, I eventually became more and more tuned in. Um, and like I had two burnouts, I was doing life like that. Those are like, these are things that are going wrong guys. Like I think we've normalized so much the push, push and the burnout and the just go until you're dead kind of mentality that we don't actually realize that that's not right. Like it's not actually, your body's not working properly when you're not getting a regular cycle. You know, it's like, we just have normalized so many things that actually aren't normal. Yeah. So it's like be, become curious about could it be something to do with the fact that you're overworking? Could it be the fact that you're anxious all the time? Could it be the fact that you're, you know, over-exercising? Like what is your little shadow? Because we know what they are. If we really trust ourselves, we know where these entry points are to this, you know, this level of growth for ourselves. So I think it's about getting curious, like what feels like it could be a little out of alignment and could that be an entry point to rediscovering and reconnecting with yourself a little deeper? Such beautiful points. especially around the fact that if you're trying to force something, so let me know if this is something that you witness and experience is Mm -hmm. going from making things happen whilst not connecting with your cycle Mm -hmm. to switching to connecting with your cycle and things just starting to more naturally happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you think of, and you, like you work with the women in business, think of it in the sense of, oh my God, I, I have to create something for my business right now. I have to put together a campaign. I have to do whatever it might be. And you're hitting that creative block. But imagine if you schedule that creative block that you need into the creative time of your cycle. Right. Mm, so right. it is very transformative. And yeah. I just love that you shared all of that because I know I harp on about it already, but the fact it's coming from someone else just goes to show that it's not just me that says this. No. And I would, like I said, I would so love to do and be even more tuned into that. Like, okay, Mm. when am I, when am I in a time when, like, I know that about myself now, like day one of my cycle, like, um, is I'm like a write off. I know I don't want to do anything now. Like I know, you know, so it's like, because again, those rests and those times off and those breaks are actually essential. Like they're actually productive time if you give yourself those. And I think it's again, that mentality, just pivoting from thinking this is a waste of time or I shouldn't be doing this to like, oh, this is like the, again, part of the cycle. It's like the seasons, the cycle, the transitions, like it's all a part of just how we are in the, in the, in the mm. universal system, you know? And so it's trusting that like all of those things are in their right place. Um, but like you said, being strategic to plan it in, I think is really awesome. I love that. Just trusting that you're in the right place. Let's, mm. let's use that as a really good segue because feeling in flow, mm-hmm. I feel, <laughs> pardon the pun, I feel as though feeling in flow in times right now, because we're, we're living in some very uncertain times globally with mm-hmm. in my lifetime, our lifetime, this may be the most uncertain time we will 100%. ever live through or experience. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts about now that you already know how to live in flow? Mm-hmm. How do you feel that that's actually supporting you right now through these uncertain times, being able to mm-hmm. live in flow and have every day slightly adjust and change as opposed to the masculine Every day is like this, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm. People can't see me, but I'm slapping my hand on my <laughs> head. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's a great question because, you know, and I was on a couple of calls with some friends who are really all amazing entrepreneurs and podcasting with my friend's husband the other day and talking just about, and it was great because he's such a, he's a very successful businessman. He's generated hundreds of millions of dollars. He's super powerful, super great. And like he was sitting there and we were talking about intuition and also about how, um, the illusion of certainty is just that it's an illusion and people are waking up to that now. And I've harped on about it for so long, but I loved that it was coming from such a successful businessman talking about the thing is certainty is an illusion. And I, I was asked this at a speaking event not that long ago. Well, actually it was like a year and a half ago. Um, but it was like, what's one of the biggest things that keeps women stuck? And I said, it's just our, our addiction to certainty because when we're addicted to things being certain, firstly, you're addicted to an illusion. Like nothing is ever as certain as we seem. And we are seeing that in the biggest, like the entire veil has just been lifted for the whole universe. Oh, all those things that you thought you were sure of, that you could take that flight, you could take that trip, you could go to that event, that you would have that job, that you were super secure, all of, that your health was in, like that you were not in any harm's way. All of these things have just been completely, the rug has been pulled. And mm. so we're seeing all of these, these, these like pillars that people have clung to for the sense of certainty being taken away. So it, now more than ever, we should know and be so committed to that or convicted by the fact that certainty is an illusion. And mm -hmm. so the reason why that's amazing is because when we can actually harness that, like when we feel certain that things should be a certain way, that creates so much resistance to when it doesn't go that way. Oh, it was supposed to go this way. It's like right now, this is happening, right? Like this is happening. Your life happens. This is happening. We're in no control of any of it. We're all literally been forced inside our houses, martial law on the streets. Like you can get arrested for being outside. Something we never thought that we would see. And this is happening. Everything, all the ramifications of that is happening. The more that we embrace it, the more that we actually allow it to be there, the more flow that we can create. Like when we, when we resist anything that's happening because we think it should be another way, we literally create, and I mean, Eckhart Tolle says this, stress is wanting the moment to be anything other than what it is. And that really is the truth. And when we can embrace the fact that life is inherently uncertain and can change at any time, what I feel like that really does to us is, for me anyway, and what I, oh, oops, it's, um, <laughs> getting so excited, I'm pulling my headphones out. Um, I get really jacked on this topic of uncertainty, but it really allows us to like step in and finally create the lives that we're wanting to create and, and flow in our cycle was super relevant to this because, you know, my podcast, like I said, it's called answer the call. It's about listening to life. And when we are not tuned into our body and we're not tuned into our cycle, we are, we're not intuitive. We're not able to see, we're not able to see where the flow is guiding us. Um, and what trusting the uncertainty does is it lets us go with that flow when we can't see where we're being taken because 99.9% .9 of the time being taken somewhere amazing, you're not even going to see where you're going yet. And so we have to trust that like this, like right now, yes, we're going to have a recession. Well, yes, we're in the recession. Is it going to get worse? Yes, it is. Are there going to be amazing people that create epic things and build like so many lessons and a new earth that's going to come out of this? Yes, there is. Do we see that right now? No, we don't. So it's like trusting that and, and being tuned into your body to let yourself be taken there and know that you're not going to see where you're going sometimes, but you have to keep continue to trust um, and continue to be tuned into what your body is saying. Cause our body is a huge, um, you know, beacon for like where we're meant to be going. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a rant, but I loved, really I loved, I love the rant and I'm really fucking passionate about it too. I might not rip my headphones out, but I'm yeah. passionate. <laughs> I just think it's crazy how 
emotionally unprepared we are for our plans to be interrupted. Mm. You know, I, my brother's a financial advisor and he's dealing with, excuse the language, but a shitstorm right now with all of his sure. clients, mm. hundreds of people calling him on a daily basis. Yeah. And, you know, he just said, look, you know, uh, one of my clients owns two F45 gyms and a beret Pilates studio and just overnight, boom, gone. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show, like you were saying, is that regardless of what you think is certain, mm-hmm. is that everything is uncertain. Yep. And if you are certain that your cycle is always going to be 28 days long, when it's mm-hmm. 27 or 29 or 30 or 32, you're going to just be like, oh my God, my body doesn't like me. What's going on? And just literally create chaos for no particular reason. Yeah. Whereas when women, and I feel this M, have connected with themselves and listened to their bodies, you become more intuitive. So you're able to flow through uncertainty. But the best analogy I have for this, and I can't speak from personal experience because I'm yet to ever experience pregnancy, mm-hmm. but this is labor. Labor is the most uncertain thing in, from what I can kind of forecast, like life, because you can plan it down to the T. You can be like, I want the home birth. I want the water bath. I want the doula. And no matter what happens, it will change Hmm. because you can't plan labor and you can't plan life, even though you think you can, you just Hmm. can't. Yeah. Such a great example of it. And I feel like we could like raff on about this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, also when you think about birth, I mean, that's like labor. It's like, that is birth. That is life. Like it's literally Mm. a perfect analogy because there is zero control over it. You're giving birth to life. Like it is life. So it's like, there, yeah, everyone who has those plans and ideas and it's, it's just going to happen the way it's going to freaking happen. And just yep. that the same as life is going to, like you have no, like so much less control than you mm-hmm. think. And, mm-hmm. use, and using that to, again, to soften into life, like soften into your own life, run, like stay in your own lane too, I think is super important. Like I was getting really anxious the other day, not anxious, but I was on a call with one of my friends, the same guy actually that I was just talking about, but <laughs> talking about all the opportunities and things that are happening right now and like, ways to leverage it and do this, this, and this. And I'm like, again, cause I'm in such a transition. I don't have that thing right now that I can really like leverage and birth. So it's getting wound up into like, Oh, am I missing this opportunity? And da, da, da. But it's like, my, yeah. Like my lane is, is very different. Like I might be in a spring when so, or a fall when someone is in the summer. So don't look at that. And again, yes. like knowing that you, you, your season will come at a certain time, but again, trusting, yeah, trusting yourself to take those steps and yes, listening to your body and you don't need the certainty that you think you need to go after what it is that you want. Oh, I love that line. You don't need the yeah. certainty that you think you need. Yeah. And you're you made you highlighted such a beautiful point about the four phases of your cycle in a winter, menstruation, mm-hmm. in a spring, right. pre-ovulation, in a summer ovulation ovulating, and then mm-hmm. in autumn is right now, if you're listening to this episode and you're feeling extremely needy, like the world is completely falling apart, check what day of your cycle you're on. You most likely are in your inner autumn phase or closer to the inner winter or in inner winter phase. Mm. And acknowledge that, hey, um, my body's going through a lot of changes internally along with externally. So of course that's going to put like extra pressure on it. Mm. And 
even if you feel overwhelmed, it's just a feeling it will pass. Mm-hmm. And I feel overwhelmed. I know you can easily feel overwhelmed. What are your go-to, um, I guess, supporting systems or supporting um, habits that you love to support yourself through times of, oh my God, I feel like I should be doing this because everyone else is doing that. And, or should I just have a break or should I push myself really hard? Mm. Like what are your, like maybe three top supporting systems that you, that you go to when you feel like this? Yeah. Great question. And I want to just kind of just underline and echo what you sort of said, just to knowing like, we are in unprecedented crazy time right now. And like, so give yourself the permission and the grace to know that like you've never experienced this. And yes, they're like energetically on a global level. Like we're talking billions of people are feeling unsettled, overwhelmed, mm-hmm. uh, like in fear, anxiety. And so like, there is going to be some like remnants of that, even if it's not yours. So just give yourself that grace in this time too. Um, and so speaking, yeah, things that I, I go to. So dance is like my number one thing. I, yeah, like absolutely. That's been a huge way I've that I've videos. What's that? I've seen your dance videos. Oh, if you haven't yeah. seen M's dance videos, please head to her Instagram and watch. I'll pop a link in the show notes. <laughs> I've, never never taken, I've never taken a dance class in my whole life. <gasps> ever. Ever. Yeah. I grew up a tomboy, did all the boy sports with my yeah. brothers. Um, never taken a dance class, but I, I love a good dance. I've been recently doing like the pubs are closed. So I'm having the yeah. pub crawl at home, putting on the pub music and dancing at home. Cute. I love it. No. And I'm actually going to host, and I think I'm just going to host it tomorrow, like really low key, but like an online, um, dance party for a bunch of women to just get up and get dressed up and get sexy and like whatever, like, and I'm not, like, not a dancer by any means, but I just, um, She's I said, a great dancer. Turn oh, on. thanks. That's sweet. Um, and I, like I started going to these dance classes in LA, but also like, so last year when I went to LA, I was like on this journey of kind of embodiment and uh, like I'm sharing this cause it's super relevant for people who want to become more embodied. And I went to these five rhythms classes, like ecstatic dance, five rhythms. And I went like every single, yeah, it was this killer class in LA. Like, and, um, I went every single every single Saturday for like three months and it was such a beautiful, like it really allowed me to like trust my body, get into my body, let it move. Like, cause the thing is, is dancing is like, you just got to move. Like you don't need to look kind of way. Like it's just trusting yourself. And then I've been going to dance classes in LA, like twerk classes and floor classes. And I've just loved the way that that's, like these are personal development classes, man. Like you have to get up and dance in front of some of these women. And like, just, it's just been a really beautiful experience for me too. Mm. It's really embodied me and it's made me tap into my feminine. It's, and even just when I'm at home, if I have funky energy, like, or if I have to get my energy right for something, or if I'm just feeling like a type of way, like I will just put on a couple of favorite songs and just move. And it's the fastest way for me to get into gratitude. Like I literally physically feel my energy changing. I feel sexy. I feel fun. I feel connected. It's just like, it's such a powerful tool. So dancing is massive. And like, you know, you have different kinds of dancing for different types of like different days of your cycle, right? Like when you're you know, have lots like slower dancing, like for like you're, when you're in your, you know, so that's a really, really big one for me. Um, and then like relationships and friends, like honestly is a really big thing when I'm experiencing, like even just this morning, I had a call with my friend Nick and he's amazing. And I've been feeling like I said to you before recording, just super unmotivated, not really, cause I'm not really tangibly working on anything solid right now. Um, and I had this call with this, um, a couple of my girlfriends yesterday and I was saying how I was feeling like kind of overwhelmed from like thinking that I should be doing all these things. Cause I was just on this call and everybody's doing these things. And my girlfriend was like, 
well, have you figured out what it is you want to do? Like since you left LA? And I was like, no. She was like, well then maybe you're like not there yet, you know? And I was just like, oh yeah. Like we just need those people sometimes to just kind of keep us grounded and give us that reference point and be able to share, like having trusted people that you can really get that are doing things that you want to do that you really resonate with. Like I'm really grateful that I'm surrounded by really amazing, like spiritual guides, leaders, like entrepreneurs as friends. And so mm. I always have like a really great go-to place. Like I said, my course Nick this morning really got me like excited and jazzed up. Um, so that was really, that was really like those, that is really important to me when I'm in relationships. That space. Oh. Yeah. Huge. I just and, want to say on that, that yeah, when you're stuck and you may or may not have heard this, but I refer to it as you're stuck in the process and your mind is the itty bitty shitty committee. Mm. And that committee is just like, uh, 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 like mm-hmm. just digging away at you. That's when the, if you don't get out of living up here in your head and getting mm-hmm. living into your body, which is like dance, or yeah. you don't change your mindset by talking to someone else, mm-hmm. whether it's a coach, a bestie, a parent, a sibling, mm-hmm. literally just ranting to the lady at the supermarket, whatever it is, you'll literally just eat yourself alive with that itty bitty shitty committee. Yeah. But yeah, I love those yeah. two. Those two. So what's your yeah. third one? I've honestly like forgotten the question because I just started ranting, but it was about like getting out of overwhelm, right? I was, yeah, it was kind of like, what are your yeah. top three like go to? So mm. let's just say that um, yesterday you're feeling super, and anxiousness is through the roof for everyone right oh, yeah. now. If you're yeah. I'm going to just say, please tone it down and move mm. to herbal tea right now because your adrenals don't need that extra stress. Yeah. But if you were like that yesterday, what are the three mm. first main things you would be like, hey, I, yeah. I, these are the things that support me? So you've got dance, relationships, mm-hmm. and then yeah, um, honestly, and it's, it is separate to dance, but it's, it's exercise. So exercise in nature. So like getting out, out, I'm really grateful where I am here, which is one of the reasons why I came home was because I have outdoor areas. So I have like two acres that I can walk around, be in the trees and just put my feet on the grass and just kind of really get connected to like, you know, spirit, universe, like something that's bigger than me. So I think that's really important. Like my spiritual practice at this, at this time is important, like pulling cards, getting connected to nature and exercise so i just gave you like six but like they're kind of they're kind of connected they um, are they are and yeah. hey, more the merrier i say yeah like i literally just pulled like for me it's about my underlying belief in life is that there's always something bigger than me at play right and so what that does is allow me to really like in those times of anxiety in these times of uncertainty these times of overwhelm is to again like soften into what is showing up what's here what am i being asked to do right now and like you know pulling a few cards and seeing like literally getting like five of the same cards basically saying there's a bigger plan it's divine timing you need to rest like it's surrender just yeah it just allows you because because the thing is your soul knows and you're you're you actually know so if you read something that resonates and it resonates and you like sometimes i move to tears and in those times i'll just like put my hand on my heart and just like let it expand and just feel that sense of trust and feel that sense of knowing and feel that sense of support and that is what allows me that resilience and that is what allows me that that space to surrender because I'm like, okay, it will come when it needs to come. Um, I will just say on that though, like you said, when you stay stuck in the itty bitty shitty Jeez. mind committee, like then at some point, like I've been home for 10 days and been produced not a lot of things because I haven't been motivated. Like now from next week, like I'm like, okay, and now I need to put a little more focus on allowing that energy to move as well. So actually being a little more structured. So I think again, just tr- knowing your own, how long have you been feeling like that? Like sometimes we just need to let ourselves have permission to feel it. 
And sometimes we have to be the one that cracks the whip and say, okay, you've been feeling this for a minute. We need to change something. Mm -hmm. Embody it. You don't want to, you want to be the the pig. This is, I use a lot of analogies. (laughs) You want to be the pig that is happy to roll around in the mud and get dirty, but you're not going to live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna, you you want to have your fun, you want to get dirty, you want to roll around, make a mess, but then you're going to go home and shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I agree. <laughs> you're just not going to hang around in the shit all day. Yeah, you shouldn't. Um, yeah, so allow yourself to move. They are such amazing points. Now, I know something that you're really um, loving at the moment is the power of relationships. And I mm-hmm. think that more than ever in these times, like yesterday on Instagram, I shared um, some pictures or some dot points about what singles can do if they're self-isolating alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like when I'm not with my partner, I'm alone at home and mm-hmm. being isolated at home alone, even if it is just for three days, get to the fourth day, fifth day, you're about to go crazy and like literally go cast away Tom Hanks style. Mm-hmm. Is what, let's talk about the power of relationships. Cause I know this is a really like topic that you love and it's really important right now. Yeah, totally. And there's a lot of that talk around like, you know, let's not call it social distancing, let's call it physical distancing and like, Mm. and you know, there was something else, but it's basically about we don't need to be distantly social, we can still be social, but we're just physically distant. So to me, when I look back at everything and what, and, and not even just look back at how I've created success or created results, but like really, really how I've created an epic life for myself that I love and feel just is so juicy. Um, which by the way is the whole point of life, I, I believe, which I didn't realize that before. <laughs> I thought it was making six figures and multiple six figures and doing this. It's actually friggin' to be happy. So let's just, that's a whole other thing. Um, it only took but, a long journey to get there. It's kind of like when you Google to get to a destination and they give you the three options. Yeah. And you have like the, you, you just took the longest route, but you're there. Yeah, totally. And you know, like at 33, I feel like, you know, there's people that don't figure that out until they're 60, you know, so I'm grateful about that. Um, but definitely the, the scenic route. (laughs) Um, but again, you can't, if you don't go through those things, you don't get the reference point. You have to go through it to feel that. Um, but what's the question? (laughs) You can tell I have not left the house and had a proper conversation for a while. Oh, relationship. Yes. Just the power Um, of relationships. Yeah. Importance of them right now. Oh my God. Wow. You guys, I'm getting, I've been not being left my house for 10 days. So starting to, I'm turning into Tom Hanks on this call right now. <laughs> um, yeah. A couple on, so I'm really, really, I did. And I, I slicked back my 10 day old hair. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really like that. When I think about anything, like underlying anything we want to create. And I learned this from Tony Robbins years ago, but underlying anything that we want to create in our life, any goal, any material position is love and connection. That's truly what we're actually seeking 99.9% of the time, but we just put other things in front of it. Mm-hmm. So love and connection, where does that come from? Relationships. So really relationships are the reason for life. Like that's where our most of our joy and our happiness and our fulfillment really comes from, which is why service is so important because we're really directly impacting someone outside of ourselves. Um, and so not only are relationships really, really critical to create any result in life and business, because you're, you know, we're really only one degree of separation away from the person that can create that next opportunity for us. Um, but at the end of the day, oh my God, like literally, like, I mean, I know people that know Oprah. It's like the, the biggest person in the world, like really is one degree of separation from you at any point, you know? So, um, so they are really, really key for not just building like a successful business, but also like a successful life, like really having those people like 
having the people you can bounce ideas around, having the people you can vent to when you're feeling like, you know, a mess, having people that can support you, having people to share the wins with, like that's really the most important thing. So really making sure that relationship building is always a part of your strategy of life. Like where are you making time and space to like keep connecting to people that you want to build relationships with? Um, because the pain, yeah, it's so, so, so critical. So, and even at a time like now, like it's the perfect time. Everybody's at home. Everybody's got by their phones on the computers, you know, reach out to people that maybe you've wanted to connect with, jump on a call, reach out to your friends, check on them, have, you know, we had a little three-way Zoom friend call, like, and, and create that space to keep those connections going as well. It's really, really important. I'm loving FaceTime lunch dates. And yeah. Dates. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you're at home alone and you're eating on your own, and you're most likely then going to either binge eat or overeat or emotionally right. eat is just call someone and eat while you're, whilst you're talking, be connected, have a laugh. And I love that power of relationships. Um, let's move to like a final question. Um, yeah. Right now, the importance of self-worth. Mm. Um, this is a, a touchy topic. A lot of people are being um, stood down from their positions in their jobs. Um, we may very well be heading close to a recession. Um, oh, we are. Yeah. Like, happening. Yeah. you know, like I don't want to be certain about it, but right. like, let's be realistic. Yeah. It's the, there's a lot of doubt going on um, around mm-hmm. self. And mm-hmm. I know that that's going to impact a lot of people's mental health, but let's catch it ahead of the game. Um, the importance of self-worth, um, what are your views on it? And Mm -hmm. then what are some things like maybe three steps, um, people can do as a final question, um, around these topics that they can do to support themselves in uplifting their self-worth or recognizing their self-worth. So like the whole, Mm -hmm. how do I build it up myself? Yeah. Good question. And honestly, it's one of those things that like, you know, there's so many people that talk about self-love and self-worth and da 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 And, like, it's one of those topics Let's that I'm like... about it. Yeah, that I'm just like, oh, my God, how am I talking about this now? But, like, it's really been one of the most, like, monumental shifts that I've made for myself, like, that I didn't realize was so wrong before, like, so mm-hmm. off. And I think that, again, it's kind of back to some of the things we talked about earlier. There's so many things in our life that we just start to accept as normal. Like, oh, I should feel insecure. I shouldn't feel like I'm worthy of that promotion. I shouldn't feel like I could pull that off. Like, all of these things that we start to just normalize is like, being a human. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not actually how it's supposed to be. You're, you can be fucking confident, feel like a badass bitch, like feel like you're like sexy, feel like you can go and get that promote. Like you can feel like that. And we're just mm-hmm. not taught how to really create that. And there's obviously tons of theories like patriarchy and like all of that, keeping women small, da 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 da, which we won't go into. But actually we could just do another whole episode. That's a that. whole nother thing. And, really it, and that's not my zone of genius, but it's definitely, you know, theories that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, but it is, you know, again, in this time, I think firstly, really understanding like when being able to trust ourselves, being able to trust that we're resilient, being able to trust that we can pull something off, being able to trust that we will be okay. That, and again, cultivating that internal sense of security, because we think that money, like money builds security, but like, look, you've just millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people have just lost half of their net worth in the stock market. Right. So that security is gone. We have to be able to cultivate, yeah, that security internally. And that comes from building our self-worth because it comes from build. Once we build that, we know that we can, we'll be okay. So whether you're losing Mm -hmm. your job, whether you're pivoting, whether you've just lost half your income, like these are the times where we actually experience our own resilience. And when we can actually build character because self-worth and character are really linked in, right? You firstly, we're all inherently worthy, right? So we're all inherently 
inherently worthy just because we're human, okay? And, and we live in a world where that's not what we're told. And so we do have to actually actively do work to build our self-worth. That's just mm-hmm. the freaking truth. I've done so much work on building my self-worth where I actually am at the point now where I think I'm a super, like I know I'm an amazing human. I know, like I used to have really bad self-worth around men, um, really bad self-worth around my body. Um, you what know, are you those, dancing now, twerking it out? Right, yeah. But that's been like, even like those little things, it's being in rooms where you feel challenged. It's going through times like this and in like two years down the track or one year or whenever you come out, what it is you might be, we, I might all be about to go through. You, when you look back and you say, holy shit, I got through that. I'm friggin' amazing. And if you've never had adversity, then you don't have the capacity to build that. So mm-hmm. actually like see this as an opportunity and invitation to build that self-worth, to actually cultivate that character because that's, we don't build character in times when things are amazing because it's, you know, it's really good to be spiritual and connected and feel great in amazing times. But now is the time when we actually build up who we really are. And you will actually, this is the opportunity for all of us to build that capacity. Who are we going to be when the, when this, you know, when the chips are down, who are we going to be in this time of adversity? How are you going to overcome this? And yes, it might be challenging and hard when you're in the moment. It's like getting out of your comfort zone in any way. It's when you're in it, it's like, holy shit. And then you you look back and you're like, oh my God, I did that. So it really, firstly, know that this time is a really beautiful invitation for you to become the best version of yourself. Mm. And to also make sure you're putting, make sure you're putting yourself into these positions, right? Like I've, changed my relationship with men because I've put myself into the position to change that. I've put myself into the, you know, I've changed the relationship with my body because I've worked with a coach to actually change that and go through. That was one of the scariest fucking things I did in my entire life was to give up dieting and crazy exercise and to work with a coach to like actually allow me to eat certain things and did that. But now two years later, I'm like nearly in the best shape of my life and feel so good about everything but that was really uncomfortable and that, you never thought it was possible before never thought it was possible through the uncertainty mm-hmm. and the resilience yep. to build the character that now helps you realize hang on a second that was actually a really good choice but i just couldn't see it then yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. i literally thought it was impossible that i could ever feel like that or ever have this relationship with exercise and, and food and so and also so once you do that then you realize oh what else in my life have I thought was completely impossible and just was the way that it was that's now completely malleable, right? So all of our beliefs and the things that we have hangups about are completely malleable. They're just stories we've believed so long and collected so this, much evidence, so good, so much evidence for that we've just believed that that's the truth. But everything yeah. is malleable. Like I have a belief about something that you don't. So it's not that it's the truth. It's just that I've inherited that belief system. So mm. I think again, and we all know like with self-worth, I feel like we all have different entry points. Like I've always felt pretty worthy when it comes to like business and and in careers and stuff like that. I've always been relatively confident, but when it comes to like my body and like guys, that was always a thing that was harder for me. And so where's your friction point in your life? And that is the invitation. Where are you shrinking? Where are you not showing up? Where are you feeling overwhelmed? Where do you not feel that worthiness? And that is your entry point. Because if you can, if you can knock the big domino over and do the work in that area, and again, like I keep referencing my podcast, but it's really because I'm just referencing answer the call, you're being called into, because all of our paths are different. So really take stock and have a look in your own life. Like, where am I losing my power? Where am I not feeling worthy? Because that is the space to throw yourself into. And then, and then declare that and then open up your awareness to like, okay, where am I being invited into that? Where could be, 
you know, like I went to the dance classes, I went into coaching programs, I put myself, I stretched myself, I pushed myself into that space to grow. So like that, those opportunities will come to you once you're aware that like you're open to them. Um, mm. But there is no, let me just tell you, there is no greater thing in your life that's worth doing than cultivating your self-worth and actually doing this work because it will absolutely change your life completely because from there you'll realize what's really important and who you really are and you'll create the life from that place not from trying to fill the void and make yourself worthy based off of other dumb shit that really doesn't matter (laughs) essentially and essentially it really doesn't fucking matter most of it doesn't you know if you feel unworthy about being the best runner it comes back to your self-worth. If you don't feel that you can start your own business, it's your self-worth. If you don't feel that you can have day one, your first day of bleeding as a day of rest, Mm. it's your self-worth. Like it applies to everything. And I love that you've shared such a beautiful passion about it on on this (laughs) episode, because it's, it's such a great reminder for every woman and man listening to this is that be like, embrace your worthiness and if it's like a muscle if it doesn't feel strong go and work mm-hmm. it out it's totally a muscle it's mm-hmm. totally a muscle and it's mm-hmm. like i used to think it was like i said i used to think it was the multiple six figure business then getting to the seven figures and then doing this and being on covers of magazines and doing the ted talk and like all that stuff that was like yeah it's great to a degree and i haven't done all of those things by the way but most of them i have but like it's a never ending void. It's a never ending fucking hamster wheel. And when you finally get off it and you finally figure it out, like I've, I've got less of all of those things than I've ever had in my life. And I'm the happiest by far. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. is that not the thing that really matters? And then from Amen, this sister. place, yeah, I create what's actually meant for me to create. Cause I'm in flow and I'm aligned and I'm connected. And then I can actually see what I'm being asked to birth instead of mm-hmm. thinking it's that thing, because that will make me worthy. So yeah. I just want to put like an exclamation point. <laughs> I could rant on that for hours, obviously. It just reminded me of the, um, like a message that I think is important to share at, the, at this moment of time is that the art of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the, what you were sharing about, you know, well, you know, I used to think it was this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. and a lot of people do think it's all those things is that what if we had, less but we really had more Mm -hmm. Um, and I think this is a really great time to recognize or maybe explore in you know embracing that is that you know feeling fulfilled if you're at home and you feel like you've just been stood down from work or your job might be on the line is okay what can I do to fulfill me Mm -hmm. yeah so I'll just leave that little note out there for everyone um, to listen to but we have been chatting for so long I just want to but I know like (laughs) have other things to do with their lives. Um, So I'll wrap it up with the final question. I ask all of our guests this on the episode, Mm -hmm. but what are three guiding tips M, that you would give to your younger menstruating self? So think back to when you were like 13, 14, 15, started menstruating for the first Mm -hmm. time, three things you wish you knew then that you now know today about your body and your cycle. Mm. Okay. Um, I would say... I mean, I would say that, oh, I mean, I feel like I kind of want to go like a more philosophical route of like what I would tell myself for, you know. Yeah, go, whatever's calling to you. I love everyone gives such different answers. Yeah, totally. Everybody takes it their own way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I would say um, 
I mean, something, I don't know how I would word it in a way that a 13 or 14 year old would understand, but definitely something around like the worthiness piece, you know, like you are like, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Cause you know, when you're that age, you're just like so overwhelmed with comparison and like not feeling mm, good enough. So I would say yeah. just like trust yourself and just don't compare yourself. Like you're like literally perfect as you are. Um, I would say don't get so worried about all the things you're worried about right now. Most of this is irrelevant. Um, Try adulting. Like, yeah. Like it's like you have fun, play more, like be present. Like just don't like, don't get so concerned about most of the things you're worried about right now. Like just play and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else would I say? Um, something probably like around just like trust your body, like, like be kind to yourself, trust your body. Um, like it's all unfolding as exactly as it should. Nothing is wrong. Mm, they're great tips. And you know yeah. what? They apply to everyone right now, whether you're oh, a young yeah, 100%. Or not. <laughs> 100%. Uh, hashtag life. Apply those to life. Male or female, it does not matter. Um, Em, I've loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for dedicating some time in quarantine over in New Zealand to join us. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, You've mentioned a few times about your podcast. So obviously, (laughs) is a podcast listener. So how can they find your podcast? And then what is the best platform for them to find you on? Yeah, totally. Um, Thank you for that. Um, so the podcast that I've mentioned about five times, um, just because of the title, but it's called answer the call. So you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts on iTunes, um, or you can just go to mgallagher.com or consciousbox.com forward slash, um, answer the call. And that will give you all the links to wherever you can get it from. Um, and Instagram is the place that I am and the most. So anywhere you type in conscious boss, it will pretty much bring you to me. Um, so, but I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot. So feel free to DM me. Um, if you listen to this podcast, I'd love to know if it resonated. Tag us and share. Mm. It would be amazing. Um, yeah. Please yeah, do. Instagram is where I'm hanging out the most. Sainsies. It's my spot, yeah. my favorite too. Right. Um, but Em, thank you so much for joining us. Um, again, I've loved having you on the show and I would love to have you back again in the future. Um, but all the best in quarantine. And <laughs> I just want to say, like, <laughs> stay connected, reach yeah. out to your friends and, you know, stay true to yourself right now on mm-hmm. how you feel. 100%. I love that. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, and You're welcome. All the love to everybody that's listening right now, wherever you are, <laughs> in your house. <laughs> At home. <laughs> yeah. FaceTime your friends. All right, lots of love, and Thank you. No worries. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women Podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 